A lot of people are watching along with us. Things are going to be taken a lot further. It does keep the flow really, really nicely, which makes it a show that was really ahead of its time. Where's that petrified eyeball at now? Who's had it last? Macy is amazing, and she doesn't care about what other people think about her. Don't you feel like maybe Dodie represents the instinctive animal ugly part of us? I might have just been having a bad day when I gave it the math. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of War In Between, the podcast that discussed about every single episode of As Told by Ginger once a week. Last week we discussed about the episode April's Fools, and this week we're discussing about episode 31, which is called Miss Foutley's Boys. It debuted in April 28th, 2002, and it was written by Emily Kapnick. And joining us this week, we have one of the storyboard artists who worked on this episode. Uh, last time we had Eric Malinsky, who worked on Lunatic Lake. Uh, so this time around, we have Darren McGowan. So, Darren, welcome to what we're in between. How's it going? <laughs> we're doing good. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Sure. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 31. And 23. Wow, that's crazy. So, like, what's what's funny to me is, like, I've been listening to your old shows, and it's strange that, like, as told by Ginger, has had, like, a kind of a resurgence, which is a little strange. It seemed like it was popular when it was on, but it seems like it's kind of, like, kind of crazy popular now. Is it? Yeah, it kind of is. Ever since the airings of the episodes on Nick Splat and, oh. you know, so, to some extent, you know, maybe to a tiny little extent, maybe our podcast. And I did As Told by Ginger Month on my <laughs> on my YouTube channel, like, almost two years ago. Oh. So so you're responsible, probably. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, let, let, let's not be shy about it, Patricia. We are single-handedly responsible for this show coming back. That's very sweet, but I, I, I'm not going to take any credit whatsoever, but thank you. What we talked about with Eric two weeks ago is that this show aged well, not only in like the general sense, but with the viewers as well. Like It's one of those shows where I watched it at the time. I must have 2000, when it premiered in 2000, I was six years old. Yeah, and I was, and I was, four, I was 14. I was in high school. Yeah, yeah, I was 14. 14 would have been perfect. Yeah, I was 14 uh, when the show came out, and everybody that I knew in high school, they talked about Invader Zim. They didn't talk about it sold by Ginger, so I was the only one. There, there's an audience for everything, and there's something there's something about what Eric and Kate did with as told by Ginger, and I think a lot of us too. Like, there's so much in it that's fairly grown up. It's all relatable stuff, but it's not stupid. You know, like some of the stories uh -huh. for children's cartoons back then were like, they're funny enough. But they're insulting almost, yeah. Oh, no, I would, <laughs> I would say... <laughs> like intelligence-wise, not so much Zim, but I know I know what you mean. The, the plots are a lot more intricate. And I was listening to you guys show. talking about losing Nana Bishop, and that's a bummer. That's a really sad, uh -huh. real story, you know? Like, what? that's a real situation you don't see Invader Zim bitching about. Yeah, that's know? true. <laughs> so, yeah, in this episode of Miss Foutley's Boys, it's about that Lois starts to date Buzz, the plumber that helped fix the mold problem in the episode TGIF. Shortly after, he yeah. and his 
three sons are living with Lois as Buzz fixes everything without asking, giving it a man's touch. Ginger feels caught between her intolerance of Buzz and the fact that she doesn't want her mom to end up alone. In the meantime, Carl uses Buzz's three sons as guinea pigs for his latest invention. <laughs> I love the sons. Oh my god! Well, the, their names yeah. alone was ju uh, Junior and Junior Senior and Reese's. That's funny. <laughs> and Reese's. Uh, Not to be confused with the peanut butter cups, people. We're talking about the monkey. The right. monkey. Who wrote this one, Emily? Yes, Emily wrote I think this Emily one. Did. Emily. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so the episode begins with uh, Ginger, Dodie, and Macy looking through a bunch of letters and and uh, pictures from a whole bunch of guys that send in information about them because Ginger sent out an, an ad for the newspaper saying, "Of you know, if you're interested in dating my mom, then please send us information about yourself." And a lot of them are like really weird. Like, there's a taxidermist. Yeah. There's a guy like who's murderers. <laughs> murderers. <laughs> yeah, it, what, it wasn't one of Ginger's best ideas. Yeah, th this was like before, like, you know, dating website. That's true, eh? before Tinder. <laughs> well, actually, then yeah. again, um, well, they, they actually did do a, a dating website in Rugrats in Paris. So. That's true, you're right. <laughs> Don't sell Tinder short, I'm sure there's murderers on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think there was uh, the. Uh, you remember that scene in all uh, in the Rugrats in Paris movie in which when Chaz was looking through one of the 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 people who uh, was on the website is like, um, let's see, she likes long walks and she's not allowed in the state of Kentucky. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. That's yeah. true. So yeah, um, yeah, exactly. They want to go to Kentucky. Yeah, sure. They want to go to the fair to see the senorita who has flowers in her hair. Anyway, so continuing <laughs> on. <laughs> so right. while they're looking through the um, the papers, Ginger is being really, really um, determined to find a guy for her mom because she watches Doctor Fawn feelings about this segment in which we have this woman laying in a mattress saying that she's going to be alone and miserable and you know i'm kind of conflicted with this because i mean yeah you know talk show hosts always exaggerate a lot of things but you know it's, it's i mean she always she kind of brings up to the point it's like if you don't have a man in your age that you are then you're gonna end up being sad and miserable it's like okay it's like being forced <laughs> into marriage i mean sure you know i mean if you're able to find the right well, man they, they, yeah, sometimes you got to drive those story points home oh yeah you know? that's that's right. true right with when it's a short episode sometimes you need to sacrifice subtlety for clarity and i think it's uh and plus dr fond feelings she's the worst but she's such a type there are people like her did you like how uh how Dodie like interrupts herself to turn the tv on and she knows exactly what dr fond feelings is about to say oh wow so that means that Dodie watches what? it a lot oh my god watch it again <laughs> yeah she must have known oh yeah definitely yeah i'll bet joanne watches it a lot that seems like her kind of show oh absolutely Wait, who's joanne Dodie's mom oh Dodie's mom is named joanne okay yeah i guess we're on a first i don't know why i went with her first name mrs bishop <laughs> yeah mrs bishop there you go Oh yeah, yeah, Mrs. Bishop. Oh, gotcha. I was just being overly familiar, I guess. Well, you didn't. So you didn't like the idea of like Dr. Fond feelings actually, Katie, who's like apparently like possibly squatting in a house. 
<laughs> on a mattress. No, I mean, it's uh, it, it definitely m- brings in the message, but it just looks really creepy and kind of disturbing, to be quite honest. It is. And, and we haven't even gotten to the dream sequence yet, Oh right? my god, the dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, anyway. the burrito. Yeah, the the bachelorette bean burrito. <laughs> burrito. <laughs> I've never felt so personally attacked by something on this show. <laughs> yeah, now some people are going to be like, I'm never going to Taco Bell at Chipotle ever again. <laughs> right, right. Well, what's great about this episode is we see how Ginger sees Lois and how Lois actually is. That Ginger has this fear that she's, you know, going to turn into this old crow without a man. And really, Lois is perspective is uh you'd rather be in no relationship than a terrible one and i think that's a really important lesson for especially for a kid's show it's a really thoughtful episode and what's funny is like ginger's thinking about her mom i mean lois like i know you guys have been talking about lois in the last few episodes and she's at this point in this uh, when we were working on the show we all knew lois was a really strong character and it kept she kept improving like she kept getting you kept getting deeper and deeper into her story with the nurses strike the relationship between her and ginger was really solid and this is like today's or this uh Fatley's boys is another one where like well and lois is kind of going along with it like sure okay i don't want to get ahead of you guys in the story no no it's fine it's a, it's you know good, we, we tend to go all over story. the place a lot of the times Right. Okay, good. Yeah, it definitely, I do agree. You know, we have another Lois-centric episode, but instead we go over to one that has never been covered before about a relationship that she has with another man because, you know, we always see her as the strong single mom trying to, you know, trying to raise her kids by herself. So, yeah, I mean, even we, we even talked about this in TGIF that, yes, it's about time that Lois starts thinking about going out with somebody else. And speaking of TGIF, so we cut into um, Ginger seeing that Lois is getting herself ready to go on a date. It, Ginger is, like, really excited that, she, you know, that she's going to have a, a possible date with uh, maybe a guy that she'll have a future relationship with. And then it turns out that it's Buzz from TGIF. And, yeah, <laughs> Buzz is... <laughs> yeah, my reaction as well. Of all the ridiculous things he does, calling what he does a man's touch just made my eyes roll out of their sockets. The Just so condescending, like, assuming Lois can't do anything herself, I just wanted to reach into the screen and grab him. I got a question for you guys. Yeah, Are what's up? Are your parents divorced? Um, well, my parents, uh, separated, like, um, when I was a kid, they, but they get they got they back date? to, no, they didn't. Listen, man, my folks divorced, and so this is interesting, because I could actually relate to this story quite a mm. bit. My mom dated, like, men, and that, no, I mean, that sounds bad, she didn't date a lot of men, but, like, I remember this guy came over to the house, and we were like, what was strange is he was trying to make a good impression, you know, and it was kind of gross because he was trying to win us over and took us to a boat show or something. You're like, wow, what a drag. Like, we don't want to go to a dumb boat show. You know, like, it's just so strange. Um, this is what's great about this story is like, who the hell is Buzz? And gross, he comes with three crummy kids. Right. It's just an invasion of not only the family, but the story, too. And... I do like that Carl takes advantage of the situation. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. going yes. into yes. Carl's story. So, yeah, he wants to test out these new um, items. So we have this fabric softener, which works as aftershave. And we have 
uh, fabric sheets, which works as handkerchiefs, which that sounds really, what's the word? Dangerous. You know, if, if you're like rubbing. Well, that's why he's test. That's why he's testing. That's why he's holding some tests on these uh, random kids. Yeah, I know. To me, the interesting dilemma in this episode is, uh, how Ginger has this sort of conflict of would I rather have my mom be in a relationship even though I don't like the guy or do I want him to dump him and be single again and worry that she'll, you know, grow old and die alone. It's interesting because we see the show through Ginger's perspective, that's sort of the dilemma. Although that's not what Lois is thinking about at all. Yeah, she's just trying to eat a burrito, you know. That's And there's nothing wrong, believe me, there's nothing wrong with hanging out by yourself and eating a burrito. Absolutely not. Oh, that might that might be a good season three quote. I like to pull quotes for the uh, for the theme song. I might pull that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being by yourself eating a burrito. That is so true. Oh, well, while we're talking about the burrito, now we can talk about the dream sequence. Yes. <laughs> There were three of us on this episode, Rob Good and me and Gabby Payne, and I think there was the three of us. I looked at the credits earlier, and it, I remember Ray and a guy named Bob Fuentes who was uh, new to our crew, and I think that they did some extra stuff. Now, I don't know who did that, because I can tell you which sequences I did, which scenes I boarded, but I don't think I did a sequence, because it's a, it's a beauty. It's awesome. Yeah, it's creepy, but it's all... Certainly, it was supposed to be creepy. It's horrifying for Ginger. And Lois is just so feral. <laughs> Her posture is so feral. She's so, like, animalistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's like laying down, face down on her back. And then we have Dr. Fonfilling saying like, on today's show, we have a person who has forgotten to love, meet Lois. And then oh. in the background, we have this kind of like trippy, multicolored thing. Like everything's like swirling, which you could definitely tell that Ginger's dreaming. And when she's watching the TV, she sees that, you know, Dr. Fonfilling's is interviewing Lois about like, you know, how does it feel to be alone and pathetic? And then she kind of like, and then <laughs> Lois has like a slower kind of like more depressing way of speaking. She's like, I still have my kids. Yeah. And then drunk. Yeah, drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and then Dr. Fallen Feelings is like, well, what happens when you, you know, when your kids grow up and move away? And then she's like, yeah, yeah what, what's going to happen, mom? And then she says, I still have my mattress and my bachelorette bean burrito and then she starts sucking it it's like really yeah. gross well and the bigger question is she's not even at her house like who's where is she is this like a hotel <laughs> i don't what even happen to lois i don't even know you're right that is a good question what what it's happened it's not her bedroom no it's not her bedroom at all yeah it's creepy it may be the same background as the earlier yeah uh, exactly fond feelings Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question for you two that's a little unrelated. Back to the three sons. If would you watch, let's say, a full season of a spinoff show just about Buzz's three sons and their like dopey shenanigans? Absolutely not. I don't think so. No way. <laughs> I found them so entertaining. Maybe okay, put Carl in there too. Like I think on their own they wouldn't be as entertaining, but Carl messing up with them. Just classic. I'd work on it. I wouldn't watch it. I'd work on it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess now we can, you know, finally go over to that scene in which ever since that, you know, Lois invited Buzz and his three sons over, it is like 
just insane. It is absolute calamity. They are playing with, like, these, um, these nets, like, fishing nets, almost, and then they're just, like... Oh, they're... I think they're pool skimmers, aren't they? Oh, that's... Yeah, that's right. They are pool skimmers, yeah. So we have these pool skimmers. They're just, like, you know, going back and forth with them, and it's just, like, insane, and we have Buzz fixing the, um, you know, the fan chandelier, and, you know, Ginger's, like, wondering, like, what are you doing here? She's, like, questioning. He's, like, oh, I'm just fixing it up. It's always nice to have yeah. a man's touch to fix it up, and he had, you know, it's actually pretty cool, you know, that Buzz is able to fix these things really nicely, like, you know, he's able to, like, turn on the switch and snap his finger, and it's able to, like, work pretty good, and then it just goes out of control, and, um, then Lois just has this argument with uh, Buzz, you know, saying, like, you know, I don't think it's going to work out. It's I'm really overwhelmed. And that's when she has the dream sequence. That's where the, the concept came from. And then she starts, you know, telling uh, Lois, is like, where's Buzz? Why isn't he here? She's, she's, like, really concerned that, you know, she doesn't want her mom ending up alone. And even I even love that line from Lois when she says, after Ginger leaves, is like, I got to take that TV away from her room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's there's some good lines in this one, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so Lois decides to give Buzz another chance, and uh, things are just getting even worse. You know, we have the kids running around with blindfolds, and they're playing with vacuums, and it's just absolute insanity. And, um, you know, slowly Lois is, you know, just going along with dating Buzz and, you know, with... Uh, and, you know, she just wants to do it because, you know, she thinks that with Ginger around, you know, she thinks that they, she needs a father figure in her life. So we cut into the hospital and uh, we have um, her talking to a nurse and, you know, Dr. Dave is in the background. Uh, who we, ha- we haven't seen Dr. Dave since Hello Stranger. So, yeah, it's been a long time since we've seen him. And so Lois is talking to Nurse Betty about what she's going through. And she's not paying attention whatsoever because she's listening to music, which, my God, it's like... I, I cannot tell you how many times I've, I've gone through that situation. That's why I listen to music. I usually put my headphones in so I don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> exactly. Same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do the same as well. I'm on that other lady's side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame a lot of people who do that. Trust me. Question. So this doctor was in an episode before? Yes, he was. I can't remember how this worked out. Yeah, because, so... Because he turns into a thing, right? Well, we'll discuss about that a little bit later, yeah. But uh, I just want to oh, let sorry. you know that, uh, yeah, Casey hasn't seen the show in its entirety. But um, we do kind of see that point that in the six. I've seen a future episode, so I, kn- I knew about that. And it's kind of, I think... It's pretty indicated at the end of this episode that it's going to be a regular thing. What I like about it is that it cl- what it clearly took Lois being uh, content with being single for a relationship to happen organically. That's what my reading of that final scene with Doctor Dave. Yeah, I think that's a nice that's a nice way to put it, and it's true. Like, I mean, this doctor's a nice guy too. This Buzz sucks. Yeah, he does. Helps. <laughs> I, I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm just want to let everybody know off the bat. Buzz is one of my least favorite characters in the entire series, and probably, wow. probably one of my least favorite uh, roles that Tom Kenny ever performed as. It's Tom Kenny. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. Oh, he is so talented. Yeah, he's talented with SpongeBob and Heifer Wolf and the Ice right. King from Adventure Time, but I hate him as Buzz. <laughs> Anyway, that was Tom Kenny. Yeah, that was Tom Kenny. Anyway, so uh, I know we're we're going all over the place. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> there's so, a lot to talk about. I know there's a lot of things to talk about. I know it's going to be another 40 minute long episode, like with Eric. So get comfortable. Coming. 
Okay, so um so yeah we have uh oh we have to bring up another thing so yeah buzz likes to do the whole voting thing in which like if there's a person who disagrees about oh um you know i don't like this particular thing then they say okay why don't we vote on it and it's not fair for ginger because everybody is a boy and she's the only girl and so buzz then ends it up with being saying fair is fair then they get to have whatever they want and ginger's outnumbered and so she can't do anything about it so she kind of feels out of place and left out and you know especially with that scene in which you know the kids they want to have meatball subs and she hates meatball subs so uh, you know, she, you know, Lois is like, fair is not fair. She doesn't like meatball subs. And then, you know, not wanting everything to be ruined because Buzz asked her out for, uh, Lois out for dinner. Uh, you know, she, she says, no, no, mom, don't worry about it. You know, go, go out with Buzz, go out on a romantic dinner. And the ironic thing is, is that what, where does Lois, uh, where does Buzz want to take Lois out to get? meatball subs so they could have just been staying home but instead they're probably going over to a local subways or something <laughs> how romantic oh yeah absolutely how romantic indeed i just i found their scene at the end so charming like the dialogue is so well written it's just like awkward he's kind of this bumbling like oh do i come in do i not i don't know what to do it's great they're suddenly just like in middle school like ginger you know yeah so, um, yeah, I guess now we can cut it, uh, cut over to another scene. So, you know, while, um, Dodie and Macy are coming into the house and, you know, to keep, to watch over, uh, to visit Ginger and Ginger is like incredibly overwhelmed. You know, they had a meatball fight. They was a pillow fight in the living room and now they're going around and playing with vacuums and, and it's just absolutely insane. And they try to vote it out, but they were outnumbered again because it's four to three and they're being chased around by vacuums and it's, it's completely disastrous. Yeah, I did that vacuum scene. I also, I let me think. Yeah, the vacuums are a bitch. That was so strange because, like, how do you put a vacuum fight? And then, like, the they all had to be plugged in too. So where do you put the cords? I'm going off on a storyboarding tangent now. I apologize. No, no, please. Really we we'd love to know please. everything. Uh -huh. I remember when they get chased when the girls get chased out of the room and they're chased by the boys, and then that dumbass Rhesus runs in the other direction. I had him spin around. Did you guys hear the chain? There's a chainsaw sound effect because I told uh, I don't know if Ron Ron Noble directed it, but I remember talking to Mark about Mark Risley, and I said, "Is he's like uh, Leatherface from uh, Chainsaw Massacre?" So, uh -huh. uh, did you guys ever see the, the original Chainsaw Massacre where at the end Leatherface is like spinning around with a chainsaw? Yes, I remember like, he's just that. Just going too. crazy off in that dirt road, and then he gets hit by the truck. Yeah, that's like uh, a Leatherface. He's just like, spinning around with his vacuum cleaners, like a dustbuster or something. So Mark put that chainsaw sound effect in there. If you hear it, that was pretty fun. Yeah, and then does it go right cool. into the chicken cartoon? I can't remember. It goes into the cartoon, right? Yes, that's the next scene, actually. <laughs> yes, I loved that. Are you just saying that? No, I really did. That's literally my my note in here is that it was such a refreshing kind of pull away from the usual animation of the show. I thought that was great. This chicken thing, okay, this is what was nice about working on this show, and, like, Mark Risley would let me do, like, little things, like, whenever I thought it fit, or if there was an idea or something, some dumb gag, he was totally cool with stupid stuff, and in the script, they were just watching cartoons, but I, I pitched this idea, like, well, why don't they just watch it? Why don't I cut to the cartoon and uh -huh. pull out of it and show that they're watching cartoons? And, uh, this chicken, uh, this is kind of funny because I've been drawing this dumb chicken character forever. He was just a stupid chicken. <laughs> and he, like, smoked a cigar. He was like a, I don't know what his deal was, but t 
tune. I said, well, well, how about this if it's like an old 30s style thing? And Mark was like down. He was like, let's do it. And he really went for it. So he did, you know, it's all in black and white. Like he did it so well that he even chopped it up a little so that it was badly done. And here's some interesting information. Mark did the voices. So when they, that's when it was animated. I know Mark did. Hey, you know, some of this like, hey, whatever that gets, when it comes to this farmer who's apparently waiting for a bus, I don't know what, like, I don't know what the story is exactly, but like this farmer is just like hanging out, dancing, and like Mark did this stuff like, hey, her. oh, he checks his watch, and he goes, her, whatever. Then he pan up to this chicken who, for no reason at all, knocks a piano off the roof onto the farmer. Anyway, Mark did all those voices, and you hear it like he actually cuts it. So there's like there's parts where you could tell frames would have been chopped out of it somehow, or like it was an old film, television, or badly edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff that Mark let me do, and that was one of the dumb things. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Yeah, because you're going in order. The yeah. Twin Peaks stuff. Oh, this- oh, that's much later. But yeah, we'll definitely okay. discuss about that much later on. But it's funny because the twin, the the thing that you tweeted a few months ago about the Twin Peaks, that's actually what made yeah. me get a hold of you in the first place. Because that oh, really okay. that was amazing. The uh, what you did, and and we we actually have a very special guest to talk about that episode with, but. That's much later, but yeah, that Twin Peaks thing that you did the storyboard for was incredible. Yeah, that was another one too. Like in the script, I, and this is what happened: the, uh, Twin Peaks had just come out on DVD, and I was this is two thousand two maybe, and I yeah. was like going nuts for David Lynch, and I was reading the script in the scene. I'm like, my God, this would fit perfectly into the Red Room, and I I pitched it to Mark, and Mark goes, oh, "We'll do it then. Let's just do it." So then we, I mean, Eric Casimiro flipped when he found out we did it, and he loved it. Like that was a really big hit. I'm surprised that we actually were able to do it because you know, like sometimes. That's what was so nice about this show, creative. And they appreciated, like, you know, if it fit. You know, I don't remember if there was anything that didn't work. You had to know what you could and couldn't do. Mm. Well, that was one of those things when Mark just went to town. I mean, the backgrounds were done right. That, that Twin Peaks thing was a lot of fun. That's, that's amazing. And um, also... Um, but the chicken cartoon was super, super stupid. <laughs> I, I just want to let you know, um, you know, not going into spoilers, Casey, but I'll just let you know, they actually did bring back um, like two seconds of the chicken in the final episode when Carl and Hoodsy are switching to the TV. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. They, <laughs> they I'm not joking. They, I, I, and like when they're watching TV, and you, you know, like for two <laughs> seconds, the chicken's there. You want to hear something crazy. You want to hear a little tidbit. This is ridiculous. Mark put my picture in an episode. And uh, you guys tell me which episode this is. Carl and Hoodsy go to with the monkey. Oh yes, that's uh, driven Brandon. to it. That's driven to extreme. Oh wait, which monkey? Oh, Mr. Licorice. Brandon? But Mr. Licorice. But which episode with Mr. Licorice? This now. This was the episode where there. Uh, there's an. Uh, there's a scene when they get to Brandon's house and there's security cameras. Oh yes, yes. And that's they make him um, take off his shoes because yeah, he yeah. says he's moist sold. Yeah, that's never can say goodbye. Um, yeah, that that where they right. yeah. Really, dude. If you watch that, there's a scene right when they walk into the house. There's a scene when they're walking down the hallway. It's barely there. It's the it's it's uh there's a oh oh yeah there's photos framed in the hallway like there's a picture of Mr. Licorice in a sailor suit or something else and there's a picture of me and it was a, it was like some picture so, somebody took back. 
one night we all went out or something. It was just this dumb picture of me, and Mark put it in the background. So if you watch it, miss it. But it's like there for just a split second before the pan starts. Wow, I need to watch the episode again. That's amazing. Things like that back then, yeah. Wow, that's that's incredible. So yeah, so going into that chicken cartoon. So yeah, we have Buzz the and the boys and Carl just watching the chicken cartoon in their underwear, and Lois is yeah. just absolutely disgusted by it. It's like if you you know you came in at six in the morning watching Saturday morning cartoons, and you know she's just you know they've been doing it for hours and hours and. Um, then we have Buzz saying like, okay, we'll do something outside. And they decide to go paintballing. And he, and then Buzz tells her to go and relax on this spa that he made for her. And Ginger goes over to Darren's house. Yeah, the lady spa. And so Ginger goes over to Darren's house and he's just sitting down. She's just laying in Darren's bed and relaxing with no noise whatsoever. And, you know, even, uh, you know, Lois can enjoy her bath because she feels like, you know, with everything going on with Buzz, she feels that, you know, maybe Ginger is not as happy with Buzz being around the house, you know, similar to how she's feeling. Eventually, you know, Ginger's like, oh, no, mom, we should go over and play paintball. And they end up losing. And, and I actually have a question regarding about this. Now, I've played paintball before, and I don't know which version of paintball they were playing, but if you get hit by a paintball, it hurts. <laughs> Like, really badly because it's the tiny paintballs, and if you shoot it from, like, a certain distance, I mean, it doesn't, like, splat, it does splat paint on you, but it hurts really bad, and there's some scenes in which you have paint on their their hair and paint on their face, it's like, wow, they must have been playing the safe version because they would be ending up with more black and blues than, you know, being having paint all over their face. <laughs> well, I did that scene, and I'll tell you, it was because it was trying to get, and this was probably in the script, to go... You know, like a smash cut from one one bit to the other. It's hard to like show time progressing, but we did we did this thing where what was it? Lois and Ginger in the car. Yeah, and it goes right to them after the paintball thing. You got to cover them with paint to show. You know, it was a horrible. Clearly, they had a horrible time. Now, granted, you know, they must have gotten shot in the head quite a bit, but that's something. I, that's some place I didn't go. Okay, but the transition also with the paint going. <laughs> just it's a visual joke you know but uh -huh. it's also to show the difference between god what a horrible time that must have been yeah i can imagine i mean they looked absolutely miserable and they they ended up <laughs> winning the game and the prize was having meatball subs and lois is just staring at them she's like incredibly furious and frustrated and then she tells buzz that she's gonna talk to her him regarding about breaking up and you know, she tells the boys to eat their subs, subs in Carl's room. And so then we have the juniors approaching Carl saying, okay, we want to be able to get a profit from you testing this stuff on us. We don't want gum anymore. We want cash. And Carl is like really frightened. I mean, we even have that scene in which Reese's reaches over to the lights and turns it off. It's like, what's going on? Yeah, these guys are, you know, they may be dumb, but I think that they... I think they kill animals. I have a funny feeling. They're like those guys. I wouldn't be surprised. They I grow up to be those other guys. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Murderers. <laughs> or are they, the? do they grow up to be the uh, more lunatics at Lake Loon? Oh, yeah, that's right. They grow up to be, they grow up to be crazy Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, so Lois breaks up with Buzz. Buzz is pretty upset about it, and he and he 
and he understands that Lois is not interested in dating him anymore. So he calls the boys up to the truck and they drive away. And she apologizes to Ginger and Carl saying, I, I'm, I hope that you weren't upset that I had to kick out Buzz. Uh, I, you know, I, I know that he meant a lot to you. And then Ginger was like, Buzz didn't mean a lot to us. He was actually pretty annoying. I just wanted you to have a relationship because I didn't want you to be lonely. And this is one of my favorite lines that Lois says in the entire series. She says, being in a relationship just for the sake of being in a relationship is absolutely insane. You have to let your heart follow you. It's like, that is so great. I wish more people yeah. would listen to that. It's a really poignant show. I mean, it's smart. I mean, it's the stuff you don't, I don't know, you get that these days? You didn't get it a lot back then. This mm -hmm. is a good, good, good series. Absolutely. Yeah. And she says, miserable. Where do you get that crazy idea? <laughs> I love that thought too. Sort of like she's never indicated that she's lonely or unhappy. It's like Ginger and Carl are enough for her and a, a relationship is an added bonus. And there's nothing wrong with hanging out by yourself, eating a burrito. Oh yeah. I think that's the big conclusion from this whole episode. <laughs> That's what I took. So yeah, so the episode ends with the the doorbell ringing, and it's Doctor Dave, and he gives uh, Lois back uh, her uh, foot um, her foot arch, and she invites him over to the house, and they start talking a little bit about their likes and their dislikes, and it seems like uh, this is definitely like the starting point in which maybe there may be something between Lois and Doctor Dave, but you know we'll just have to wait and see as the story the series goes <laughs> on. Not gonna say anything. <laughs> So yeah, that's I can't even remember, so Okay, that's fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, so yeah, that's pretty much it for this episode. So Darren, uh we usually in every episode we usually give our ranking of yay, nay, or meh. And since you worked on this episode and since you told me that this was one that you really enjoyed the most out of the episodes that you storyboarded, I assume you're gonna give it a yay. I'll give it a yay. Sure. All right. Uh, what about you, Casey? As will I. We've, I think, hit a stretch of really solid episodes. The show clearly was in its stride in this stretch of episodes. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, got great lessons. It's funny. There's no Courtney or Miranda, and we can always use a break from them, even though they are great. <laughs> yeah, um, I actually enjoyed this episode. I'm gonna have to give it a slight yay as well. I think that oh. it does. I think it does delve with Lois in a much more different way than we've ever seen her. You know, going into a relationship with somebody, and you know, sometimes that, and also we, you know, get in, get into Buzz, which I I already mentioned that I don't like, and I'm and I'm glad that Lois was able to figure out like quickly as as I was that you know Buzz was wasn't the right man for her and i'm glad that ginger was concerned about lois saying like oh um i want you to be happy mom i want you to be with somebody <laughs> and it does give us a fantastic lesson that just because you're not with somebody that doesn't mean that you're going to end up miserable and that's a great lesson for anybody who feels like oh i need to be with somebody in order for me to be happy so you know sometimes that's not the case and you know it's also a really important episode because we may have a spark between lois and dr dave i just want to let you know casey a little bit of a hint this this will not be the last time we will see Buzz. Buzz will come back in another episode and it's oh. gonna be and it's gonna be a big one. So you know what? We'll save that oh for yeah, we'll I say don't that. Even remember, is that true? Oh, no, what I'm happens? serious. He actually, well, I, again, I'm not gonna spoil it, but he shows up in a much later episode and he plays a big role. Uh, I'll just, oh I'll God. just, yeah, I'll just leave it as that. Don't forget, the chicken comes back too. Yes, that's right. The chicken yeah. comes back that's, too. <laughs> that's right. The I'm chicken. Anxiously waiting that chicken <laughs> in a big, big way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much it. So yeah, uh, that should be it for our discussion of this episode. Darren, why don't you please plug and promote your stuff, and where can people find you at? You want me to plug my stuff? 
Yeah. I like to. It's up to you. Yeah, if you want to, that's fine. <laughs> There's nothing to plug. I'm still storyboarding. Uh, where are you storyboarding? So- yeah, where are you storyboarding at? Oh, I'm at Nickelodeon. Uh, you guys know the Loud House? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've been on Loud House for, God, almost three years now. So we're in the middle of our third season. That's fantastic. It's such a, listen, it's such a good show. And it's funny because, like, with Loud House, you get, God, the stories are good and the characters are good. And it's got so much heart. It reminds me of, like, the good bits from Ginger. You know, there's, like, some really heartfelt moments. And it's good writing, too. So, yeah, Loud House has been great. I got a little preschool thing I sold, so we're developing this preschool show for Nick Jr., which has been, I mean, a lot of work and a lot of fun, too. So that's going to be done in the next couple of months. Um, The rest of it's just, you know, animation, working. That's about it. That's fantastic. burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, do you have, like, a a website, uh, Facebook, Twitter? It's just DarrenMcGowan.com. Twitter. Twitter's Asylum... What is my Twitter? Asylum underscore 26. That's a paint. That's the first painting I ever sold was called Asylum 26. Hmm. That's um, interesting. So, yeah, you don't, you, there's no point in following me. I just bitch about shit. Don't we all? Is, isn't that what Twitter is? Yeah, we all isn't do that. This is, is the internet. We all do that. <laughs> it's, the, it's the most depressing Twitter ever. It's like, oh, my oh. God. You haven't followed Jonan Vasquez. You have not followed Jonan Vasquez. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm not half as bad. No, you're not. Trust me. I mean, you posted up that, um, you know, you posted up that uh, Twin Peaks is told by Ginger Storyboard. That's what oh, made yeah. me want you to, that's what made me want to get you. Yeah, I found a whole bin of my old stuff. It's funny because, like, you don't know what you do anymore because everything's digital. But I had, I was going through, I was at my folks' house and they have all my old stuff in storage. I'm like, I've got this bin of, what is in this bin? Oh, my God, it's all my old classic Chupo stuff. It's like piles and piles of, like, boards. I've got stuff, lots of stuff. That's great. Yeah, uh, we even told this to, to we even told this to Eric that if you have um, we would uh, if you know if you post it on Twitter or maybe if you can even you know give us a few pictures of some of the uh, storyboards you did for Miss Foutley's boys, we would love to share it for our followers yeah. in the forums. I got them. Well, I mean they're under my parents' stairs, so I'd have to go back. Sure, <laughs> back sure. No uh, rush. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I got all kinds of cool stuff. That's fantastic. Well, and more stories. I'm, I'm telling you, if you want some dirt, I got dirt. Well, thank you very much, uh, Darren. We really did appreciate you having a, you as a guest on the podcast. Yeah, this was fantastic. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Next week, we've got our 31st episode, Love with a Proper Transfer Student. Ashley and I have already covered it on the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. We're looking forward to getting back to it in context. So we'll see you guys next time. Hey, hey.